I was watching like a WWE clip this morning and um, one of the Scottish wrestlers, uh, Nikki Cross, um, she was saying that it was St. Andrew's Day yesterday. Like, did you did you celebrate in any which way? Uh, I did not. I did not. But uh, of course, with any celebration these days, it's a bit tricky. But it's kind of like I would more so, I would sort of more so recognise Burns night. I know St. Andrew's Day is obviously our you know, celebrating the patron saint of, of Scotland, but uh, a couple of little messages, um, and that was it. And then I was just doing a bit of Googling myself, and I, and I found out, like, not only is he the patron saint of Scotland, he's the patron saint of Romania, Greece, Russia, Ukraine, and Poland. Um, so, oh, right, okay. Yeah, patron saints are basically protectors of, of gar- or guardians, or, um, or guardians over things. And according to Christianity, he went on to become one of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ, which makes him... A big dog for me. Um, so and I was thinking, right, well, how is he the patron saint of all these different countries? But it goes, there's no clear answer. Uh, one mm. story says that it was um, 9th century, uh, King Angus in Scotland was preparing for a battle against the English. Hope the English! Uh, St Andrew appeared <laughs> uh, to King Angus in a dream, promising him victory. And on the day of battle, an X symbol appeared in the sky, which was a symbol of St Andrew's, of course. The St Andrew's flag is, uh, as everyone knows, the, the, the Scottish flag, the St Andrew flag on it. Um St Andrew's symbol so yeah uh, and also fittingly enough as me being obviously Scottish Sikh it was Gurpur yesterday Gurpur is basically uh, Sikh, a traditional celebration of an anniversary of guru of a guru's birth, uh, birth marked by holding a festival I wouldn't actually know what necessarily you would do for a festival but for me I might go to the temple uh, but again a couple of messages were sent about so nice little fitting day St Andrew's Day Gurpur as well me being uh, Scottish Indian uh, seek celebrate both of them and well buy a couple of whatsapp messages and a couple of instagram photos but uh yeah, yeah but yeah and of course now we are recording on the first of december and as we know this year has been mental so everyone has ramped up christmas and everywhere you go i went uh, walking past the doctor's surgery at my bit and the, the whole place was just kit- kitted out in uh, stockings and little well, uh, all sort of Christmas decorations, and because obviously everyone's like, right, cool, we've got to end the year we are buying. Let's get it Christmas heavy, you know. I was watching uh, this morning Philip Schofield Holly and you know Christmas trees galore. And saying that about maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, I I've got this inflatable Santa, and then I just popped him up on my <laughs> my window, uh, and then I've got a little Christmas tree like the sand size of my hand, and I just put that up as well, but. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel. It just doesn't feel like it. It feels like we're still in October for me. Uh, yeah. Do you know what's? Do you know what's mad? I haven't even. Um, we haven't. Mum and I haven't even put up our Christmas tree yet. And we got like uh, apparently like Mum and I were talking yesterday. Apparently we have got like four Christmas trees lying about. Um, and yeah, we haven't even done it yet. It's the first of December. Like, because normally when it when we put our Christmas tree up, it's normally like within mid November, probably end of November. We'll start putting it up put decorations at the front door, put the Christmas tree up. Sometimes we'll take our um, plant that we have uh, in the corner of our living room and put the Christmas tree there. We haven't even done that yet. I mean, I, I think what's weird for me is that, you know, obviously, you know, my birthday, Christmas day for everyone that knows out there. So it, it, I feel this is, I feel this is not going to be like a, a normal Christmas, like in any other which way, because, I mean, not to only to put the C word in it for literally just a second or two. The fact that obviously, you know, apparently we let the rules will be relaxed between a certain period within the Christmas period. But for me personally, like you know, not most years I've been at home. Um, but I mean, it would have been nice to go up and see my family up in Leeds. 
because um, you know it, it would be nice to you know just spend time with the family for a couple of days but obviously with everything going on that's that that's kind of up in the air at the moment but yeah like we haven't even thought of Christmas yet but you know what I mean and it, it, it literally 24 days away it's my birthday and I haven't even thought about it that's mad to me because normally I'm always on it like you know what I mean get the food ready get the pre you know what I mean not even presents even thought about like we haven't even thought about that either so it's weird to me bro it really is weird. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but uh, again, we're not going to mention that c word. But we're coming out of lockdown here in, in in London, and the government say that shops can open for twenty four hours, and Primark uh, have said that they're going to open for twenty four hours in the run up to Christmas. Yeah, I I heard about I heard about something like this the other day. Oh no, I know where I found it from. The um, one of our former guests, uh, Shorty Buck, uh, she did because. She was doing a few um, reels. You know how you do reels when, you know I mean, you're <laughs> take, taking the piss out of situations, but in a funny way. Um, she was doing like a couple of dances as part of that. And and then one of the captions saying, oh, um, I'm glad I'm not working 24 hours a day. And I, I didn't really get it at first. And then I realized it was like, oh, Primark are doing this 24 hour day thing. What the hell? Like, seriously? Yeah. Mad, and I'm, I'm thinking, right, obviously we don't have any night trips, so it's just going to be people basically who've got cars and stuff that are just going to be, imagine rolling in, like, buying buying like, towels and stuff for your house, and then buying, like, I don't know, you can, I mean, obviously with Primark you can come out with bloody all sorts, so you could you could probably do your Christmas shopping <laughs> at like 4am, you know? Yeah, and then, and then trust my trust my mum to be going like, oh, um, you know, because I don't think she knows about it, if I were to have told her, because... She likes it when I go to Primark, right? Especially like, you know, getting little bits and bobs for her because I, I bought like a couple of clothes for her before lockdown. And imagine if I tell her now, yeah, like, oh yeah, it's going to be 24 hours a day. She's going to have fingers, she's going to like, light bulb. But I'm thinking, <laughs> but then but then I'm thinking my mum would be too smart to say like to, you know, to send me out at like one o'clock in the morning to bloody go get yeah. something from Primark. It does not make sense to me. So it, do you know you know the other thing? Um again, yeah. no, no mention of the C word, but the fact that, you know, usually Christmas would be that period of when we're like, oh, I was just sitting about, I was just eating all day, I was just watching movies. We've been yeah, doing yeah, yeah. that. We've so we've we've, <laughs> we've already practiced, we've already been sitting about we've, so when we're doing yeah. it again, it's just gonna feel like fuck back here again. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we've already had that time, we've we had, like, months and months on end of this shit, so it's, it's not going to feel any different, like, you know what I mean, the only, the only way that we can really make it work is, I need to then plan, like, with my mum to get all the Christmas decorations getting ready, and at least to do something, at least to get our minds off it, the other C word, so Christmas, you know what I mean, at least I can get my mind to a state of, like, a look, at least I can celebrate my day and just think of a day as just like the day off from all this shit. Do you know what I mean? So let's see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, you let, can only laugh at it. Let, let, you can let, only let, laugh. Yeah, let's see. I would just love it if yeah, for, yeah. for some bizarre reason. I wouldn't probably, but in, uh, in some sort of uh, imagination, wild imagination, odds at like Primark at like 4 a.m., just pure like, you know, rubbing our eyes and just why the fuck are we drinking a coffee and just like buying <laughs> shit, just buying shit, just buying everything for Christmas. And then, like, bro, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll chat tomorrow night. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like we've been on a night out or something. Yeah, 
with no alcohol, no pulling girls, no nothing. So our motive now is, oh yeah, you you're gonna get that shirt over there for you're gonna get a shirt over there, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's 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 on a it's on sale like three ninety nine. You're yeah. not you're not gonna get for that, no. That's gonna be our new motive. Do, 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 you know, like um, again, I spoke about it in this on this. Uh, Spoke on this in the podcast, and obviously, you know, Sikhs do from like you know Sikhs in Britain or whatever. Some of us do celebrate Christmas because it's 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 an excuse to obviously be with your family, eat good food, and you can exchange gifts. And of course, it's yeah. yeah. This year, we're actually not going to do gifts, uh, my family, just because of the year that it's been. And I think, I think, I think one thing I think I said it on the on here before. People should be a bit mindful about how they are celebrating on social media, and it's not going to stop the influencers because obviously. They're, they're they're going to they're going to post what they need to do for business and all that sort of stuff. I don't think it's morally right to be posting what you're getting for Christmas on your social media because there's going to be people that there's going to be people that can't afford to do what they would have done last year. You know, there's, there's, oh yeah, there's, yeah, that's true. And you that's know, true. I, I mean, get, imagine imagine the whole PS you know we were talking about PS fives last week. Yeah. Um, you know, imagine that starts to be a thing on social media like oh yeah on christmas day i've got my ps5 i'm showing it out oh blah 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 you know, like, you know like, so <laughs> so so I, I don't know for some reason even though it's so expensive i give that a pass because there's a whole novelty behind it because you know there was a lot of sketches about it and you know obviously everyone went crazy it was it was a huge spectacle but it's more so like people like you know obviously with the influencers they'll be like oh you know the the boy the boy the boy did good that's something they always write it's such a cliche statement and it's always like you know yeah he bought you know people and especially in christmas day i'm not i sound like a hater but i want to be a hater people get <laughs> people get engaged on christmas day stop doing it celebrate really it's so common it's so really? common I'd, 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 listen this is the this is new to me because i never knew I, that this I, could be such I'll, a tell, I'll tell you what we're going to do obviously you'll be celebrating your birthday and you know, I'll give you. Right. A little, I'll give you a little birthday call that day. But if you're still coherent and sober enough, or, 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 <laughs> I, e, I think e, I'll be fine. Even if you remember, try and count how many social media posts you find on Christmas Day where people have got engaged, and let's tally them up. Right. Okay. Let's tally them. Okay. Up. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll. I'll, my, I'll do. I'll do that for. I'll do that for sure. My prediction. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go mad because I'm not saying it's crazy, <laughs> but I. I will say on my social media feeds, I think I'll find about eight. I'm gonna say eight. I mean, okay. Since we're talking to guests, um, I mean, because the fact that this is even new, it's blowing my mind. Um, but I probably, yeah, I'd say between eight to ten, if we're gonna guess that, right? Let's and, see. And, 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 but, but yeah, but um, before before we move on, I've got to give a, a shout out to Lady Leisha because yeah. she actually replied to our tweet uh, promoting last week's episode uh, where we actually mentioned her about her PS Five dilemma. And she even she was saying that um, <laughs> my tweet has gone onto a Link Up TV in, uh, Instagram story, uh, BBC One Extra, and now on a podcast. So, first of all, honoured. Thank you. Uh, if, if if you're listening to this lately, um, honoured. Um, <laughs> and it's just the fact that you even come to reply to that as well. So that that that's a crazy one. So shout out to you, lady. And I was, I'm pretty sure I was watching. I, I, well, my flatmate was watching it. I'm sure I walked past, and my flatmate was watching ITV too. I don't hate the players, and your boy Munya was on it, and Lady Alicia was on it as well. Uh, so yeah. yeah, quite fit. And uh, j- just let me go back to that point about uh, the most popular day t- to get engaged. So I'll give you a quick rundown, right? So okay, I think this is obviously written by an American because it firstly mentions the Fourth of July, which is Independence Day. Uh, number nine, two days before Christmas. Sorry, two Sundays before Christmas. 
Right. And then number eight is the Saturday before Christmas. Number seven is two Saturdays before Christmas. God knows why people do it then. Uh, so the sixth most popular occasion where people get engaged is New Year's Eve. The fifth, of course, can't forget it, the Day of Love, Valentine's Day, Market and Bollocks. Right. And the fourth <laughs> is... <laughs> the fourth is... Uh, Sunday before Christmas Eve, December 22nd, which is my sister's birthday. The third is New Year's Day. The second is Christmas Eve. And of course, number one on the list is Christmas Day. Uh, it says there's, wow. a, there's, a, there's a clear, clear winner for the most popular day to get engaged and it's easy to see why, of course. Uh, of course, Christmas Day is one of the most celebrated times of the year when most people are off work. Plus, it's a prime time for gift giving. Furthermore, couples are already spending uh, time with okay. loved ones. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes so, sense. And, and and also you know the big social media posts. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say eight. No, I'm just going to. I want to say nine. I'm going to say nine. I'm going to be specific. Nine times I will see people that have that get engaged on Christmas Day, and they don't have to All be. Right, so, they don't have to yeah. be. They, they don't like because let's open the books up a little bit. It doesn't have to be nine people that you know. It can be posts that you see even across just by the accident. board. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I mean, quick thing before we go into um, what we want to talk about, like. Are you are you suggesting clearly that whenever your day comes that you're going to go down on your knees and say you know will you marry me? Are you suggesting that you're not going to do it on Christmas Day? I mean, if I do, I'm going to hang myself because <laughs> after all after, after, after all the hate after all the hate that I've given on this podcast. Uh, no, do you know yeah, what? You'd be, yeah. Do you know what? I, I like all jokes aside. I, I, you can you can see why people do it, but. For me, yeah, yeah. For, for me, it, it's 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 a nice little it's a nice little bonus celebration. I think pregnancy is a different thing, of course, absolutely different. That's nature. However, right. I, th- I feel like Christmas should be Christmas. It should be the family time. But again, people are like, oh my god, you know, X, Y, and Z got engaged on Christmas Day. It's played out. Stop doing it. Find a new day. Go and do it on Boxing Day when when nobody gives a shit. When everyone's in the fucking sales, you know. Yeah, and, and yeah, the sales are going on. So then, by the time you got down your knees, then you'd be like, oh yeah, let me get your let me get <laughs> exactly. your discount, fifty uh, percent off, you know. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to go, if you go in, if you go in Hatton Gardens, you can get fifty percent off. At least, like you're not forking half as much as what you get. Yeah, honestly, that's, that's uh, oh my quite god. Well, I know, I know what we are, we are actually going to kick off our, our our topic, but it's 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 it's, 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 it's um, quite a busy period, I suppose, for me because I've got my. Uh, well, I certainly know a couple of people got birthdays. My sister's birthday's on the twenty second. Also, one of my best friends who helped me get settled into London, Natasha. Uh, she is on the twenty second as well. You're on the twenty fifth. My cousin's on the twenty fifth as well. And do you oh, know? Wow. Yeah. What? I'll, I'll I'll quickly give you a quick rundown of what it would have looked like. Yeah. So uh, I would have got back on like mm. the twentieth, the twenty second. We'd have went out for a family meal, celebrate sister's birthday. And then if she wanted to do a little night out, I would have just you know went along as well. And then Christmas Eve, sometimes we'd have like you know hooked up with the lads, like, had a couple of drinks. Then Christmas Day, you know, <laughs> it's all you know cooking all sorts. And do you know what? Actually, Chris, this is going to be the first Christmas that I am on shift. I'm going to be working on Christmas Day, but I might actually. Oh. I might, I'm just on standby, but I'm obviously it's, it's work. But I also, yeah. I've always thought like because obviously Christmas doesn't kick off like two or th- two, two or three in the afternoon. You know, you're getting your, you know, you're getting your turkey and all that sort of this Queen's speech and all that. Oh yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. if there's money to be made and you're getting about a double time action, you're, you're going to be all over it. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting double time, but I'm getting money for doing something that doesn't require me to do a lot apart from being on standby. And the way I see it. <laughs> 
people people can make a lot of money at this, at this period because if your company mm. offers you up double time or time and a half or whatever it may be get that money mm. because when january comes it's fucking it's cold out there you know yeah it's cold in the streets my bro yeah. so <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not i'm not gassing off i i, I do quite enjoy uh december yeah, yeah. but just last thing before we you know go away from uh, christmas love the football love the amount of football we get however i cannot wait till fans come back i've been watching oh yeah i've been watching football with one eye for this majority of this year maybe as other fans because we're just watching like players kick it about and the ball in the back of the net i'm just like not interested when you put fans back in a stadium it's like an occasion so apparently once i we think get that goes across I think that goes across all sports. Yeah. Like even 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 you know with WWE they've got like uh you know screens uh in I the saw that it's, it's crazy like, it's crazy do, yeah. do, do you know what I mean so like you know they're, they're hoping that they can get some sort of fans coming by WrestleMania next year so you know what I mean and it, 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 just before we go in like you know their competitor AEW they got fans in already but probably only 20% of the whole capacity that it can bring into so it's it's weird times, man, because it doesn't feel the same without fans in any sort of sport. So yeah. So uh, uh well, we we called it a little bit of a uh, little bit of homework, but it was more uh, a treat more than anything. But we've been casting our eyes over Small Axe, which of course is on BBC iPlayer, and I think Amazon Prime have got it as well. Uh, so That's right, yeah. yeah, Joe. I mean, you're two episodes deep. Obviously, separate stories, but uh, tales of you know. Um, British Caribbeans or whatever back in the 60s and 70s but uh, let, let, let's, mm. let's take it back to the the first episode of course for anyone who's not watched it spoiler alert coming up but uh, I'm assuming mostly everyone has watched it but yeah what, what, what was your thoughts on the, the first step? I mean I was hooked from from the beginning because nothing like for me I'm quite, a, I'm quite I'm quite a simple watcher really like Anything I anything I've watched before, I'll probably repeat it and watch it again because it's something I'm used to. But from the beginning, like I I, I was just hooked. Um, what really got me, like, because I was telling you, like, on a voice note, um, <clears throat> and you heard the passion in my voice. I was like, you need to watch this because um, a lot of a lot of themes were in there, like you know, with you know. Uh, corruption of the police uh you know blatant racism to black people um you know protesting which then you know got twisted as to say from the police it was rioting and not protesting and um you know and obviously spoiler alert till towards the end like you know everyone that was you know all the black people that were in court uh were proven not guilty of all the charges that were made against them and you know um some of some of the people were representing themselves in court you know because obviously it's a fight that you know no one else was going to really help them with so it, it's a lot of elements in there but i cried towards the end because i thought yo it w- i didn't i didn't think it would hit me as hard as it did considering that i am a mixed race you know a mixed race male with a father non-present in my life who is considered black and Caribbean as far as what my awareness is. And it's just all the elements of the racism that was in there that really hit me. Um, you know, obviously the Mongrove restaurant, um, you know, the owners, uh, you know, people, it's a vibe, um, you know, you're going in there and uh, what's it called? Um, you know, the police are saying, oh, um, you know, oh, you need a, li- uh, you know, you need a license to sell alcohol. They're not even doing that. And, 
accusing. I don't know. There was a there was it was just it's hard to explain, but it was just a lot of um, it, it was more the racism that got me, and it, it, and obviously that's what you know kind of sparked the you know the beginnings of like the Black Lives Matter movement, and um, you know obviously big up to Let- uh, Letitia Wright as well. Um, very powerful performance. Um, it, I mean, powerful performance across the board, anyway, and. Um, it, what really got to me was the fact that when it came to the old Bailey, um, you know, the 11 weeks in court and obviously the when the police uh, got banged to rights as far as, you know, bringing their evidence and, you know, what I mean, and obviously they, they backtracked on themselves. I thought, yeah, you see you, you bastard. Screw you. Yeah, yeah. You feel it now, you dickhead. You know what I mean? I was like that. I was literally so emotionally attached to it that I just thought like, you know what I mean? Like, did... did Justice, I'm glad, was served at the end. And uh, that's what got me to cry, because literally, because the justice was there, and I thought... And then, like, the judge was saying about, um, you know, obviously, this is a way of of a a starting of something unique here. Um, And even just, like, elements of, like, the culture, like, you know, when you go to Notting Hill Carnival, which really kind of started that off, like, you know, people dancing, you know, dressing up, and, um, you know, I mean, you got, you know cooking outside and and <laughs> oh god i gotta tell you this here this is the only thing that made me laugh in the whole thing scorcher in an afro <laughs> scorcher i love you bro but like when i saw that i like yo because <laughs> obviously i've always seen him with like short hair in it so obviously him coming across like an older again spoiler alerts but Oh my god, yo! Like I did not see that one coming. I thought, yo, that this is jokes, and and I think from the moment where I saw Scorcher with an afro, I thought, right, okay, let me see what else is going on. But then I saw underlying features, but yeah, man, it really got to me, and um, yeah, and then it took me a while to really cool myself off um, after watching it. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm in my feelings right now. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, how did you feel when you watched it? Yeah, just just touching on Scorcher, uh, I saw him in Top Boys, so that's where I, I think I first saw him um, acting in, in in that sense, and he, he he was good from what I remember. And seeing him seeing him in this, although you know it was it was a small part, you know I was convinced he he looked the part. Uh, he you know for the for that era for that time. Uh, but yeah, um, I think one thing that always hits me with anything that I see on TV when it talks about police brutality and police corruption, yeah. it really, I, I, I think, I think why it really, because I, I can, I can, I can say that I've been afforded privilege in a sense because I'm not experienced it. I may have experienced racism in this country, but in terms of like police brutality, and, uh, you know, racism by a corporation like the police, of course. I, yeah. I, I couldn't say that I've directly been affected, but I am aware that it exists. Of course, it does. Um, yeah, same here. Actually. So I remember watching uh, the, the the there was a Hillsborough uh, program. It was uh, they, they they'd made it into like a, a short film on ITV years ago, and of course everyone knows about the Hillsborough disaster. And you know, some of the, uh, the the police force tried to blame it on the victims. You know what what happened that day. Mm-hmm. And any time mm-hmm. I saw any form of police brutality, you know, it really shakes me up. Any time I think it just like off. Because it's someone that's abusing. Yeah. Someone is in a in a, in a position of power. That yeah, uh, that is, and they're abusing it. Yeah, they're, directly. They're, they're they're abusing it, and they they would have they would have afforded certain privileges in terms of how you protect a society. But when people switch the other way and start 
you know, and start attacking people's rights and freedoms and liberties. That's mm. that, that that's obviously what this touched on. But uh, Letitia Wright, of course, uh, remember her from Black Mirror and uh, Black Panther, and th- th- those were the, the the two productions that I saw her in and seen her in this. I was just like, she's just you know, for twenty seven years old. She's so accomplished. She's so, so mm. she's I don't know. She just she reminds me of someone that's like fifty or sixty years old that's been acting from like the day they were born, pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, of course, everyone played their part. I really enjoyed um, the set and the scene of the mangrove, which is, of course, the nucleus. It's the hub of of, of this community, which um, you know the owner. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his his, his character name. But um, the yeah, the, the the mangrove is is is, a, is this cafe, and then at night, obviously, turns into a venue. People drink, people eat good food, whatever it may be, and it's just all vibes. They've got this the, the steel pan band in there as well, and. You know, yeah. they've got the fresh food getting cooked in the back of the kitchen, and yeah, it was. It really, I, th- I think, yeah, it was. It was a little bit slow at the start, but I think it had to kind of set the scene because I think. Yeah, no, it definitely did because I wasn't. Because <clears throat> similarly, like to you, like I, 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 you know, when it got to like probably about tw- the first twenty minutes, I was thinking like, mm, still, it, it spit, it's a slow build. Yes, and 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 also it like just to touch on as well, like obviously. Uh, you know, if you when you get a chance to watch episode two, I'm not going to put too too many spoilers in there, but it's kind of a slow build there too. But it's yeah. not. I don't think it's necessarily a build as far as like storyline. It's more like just what the experience is. Um, but all I will say is that what you thought Michael Ward was like in terms of what we've seen him already in this one, it's like okay, I did not know that this was. What's going on? You I, know the ones. I've, without even seeing it, I've I've already prepared myself because I knew the kind of movements that Michael Ward was was making in the states and things like that, and I knew that obviously he got the BAFTA Rising Star Award, and I was like, of course, you you you, you let's see, you you play the stereotypical role initially to get yourself in to break through, which he's did, but I think I think for that guy, I think we even said it when we covered Blue Story, but I think that guy. He's going to he he's he's going to be a star. He is a star, but I think he's going to really show his range. I think he's going to be able to show his capacity of playing like a young guy who's trying to find his feet and getting caught up in the lifestyle. And obviously, in the, when it's Lovers Rock that episode, I can imagine he's really absorbed himself. I think he's I think I I, I he strikes me as someone that that is that that, that can cross generations. That can be that, that could have been in something like in Twelve Years a Slave as well, or you know he could. He, he, he could even play a love interest in doing like a, a Hollywood type, you know, rom com type thing. I mean, this guy, I think he's 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 got he's got range. But the character I was talking about, yeah, Frank, uh, that's his character name, Frank Critchlow. Yeah, uh, Sean Parks yeah. Is, is, is his acting name. Um, Sean Parks and Darkus, of course, uh, Malachi Kirby. Um, yeah, I mean, it's some obviously when when uh, he represents himself, and he again, spoiler alert, but when he he rips. Uh, PC Pulley. Pulley, you wanker. Pulley, you are fucking wanker. Do you know what? um, (laughs) Do you know what? Just to touch on really quick before you uh, follow up with that is um, the, again, spoiler alert, but it's, you know, the more, more so that, um, you know, that he, Pulley's being digged at in court and it it kind of puts me in the mind of the thought of, uh, you know, how certain institutions, like you can only be, trained for a couple of months and then you're a police officer all of a sudden but you don't know all the 
route. So it's almost like saying that, you know, it, the, the character uh, PC Frank Pulley is literally just like, oh yeah, I run the shots now. You know what I mean? I'm the power. So, you know what I mean? You, the fact that, the fact that when the first raid happened and you said you black bastards, I, I was almost ready to like punch up my phone. Like literally, like uh, I was that mad. Um, in terms of, but it, it, my point is, is that the fact that institutions that you could be taught for so many months and then all of a sudden you're a police officer and then that gives you the right to have all the power and abuse it, you know what I mean? And obviously that's what's going on, you know, in all over the world, but like we're seeing it more in, in the States and the UK as much, as much, you know what I mean? Even, even from the, even from the episode where we were talking about uh, George Floyd, that, you know, the officer that put his knee and it, how, how mad that is, is that most, of, aren't most of the officers now, uh, released on bail. Do you know what I've I have completely lost track of that. Uh, I think I think I most to... of them are now. Wow. I think most of them are now. So I think they had like a certain amount on bail, and it it's just crazy like how, you know how emotionless they are like in terms of like you know what you've done like obviously there's ways of going about the situation but you're doing it in such a way where it's just like first of all. It's blatant. It's being filmed. You're we're seeing you kill the guy in front of us, but it's like, you know, what I mean, obviously the justice system, and obviously we're going back to um, um, we're going back to Mangrove in the fact that it ta- it took eleven weeks for justice to be served. Do you know what I mean? And obviously it, it's it's mad that how you know just in general like how you know black people are uh, far more. How can I say? Um, having more to put up a, put up a fight um, and obviously the whole thing of white privilege and everything else and you know what's blatant uh, it, it was displayed in the, the in the film as well it's just like that's what disgusts me the most and you know I am half white and you know I mean and in hearing about these sorts of things and it's just like I feel there's a word I'm looking for I feel um, not disorientated I feel conflicted in the fact that you know I am half white I am half black as well but you know, and 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 we, what you were talking about earlier in terms of like, you know, you've had the, you know, had a privilege that you've not been, you know, checked on by police or anything like that. And same as me, I've been like, I've only been stopped once uh, on um on a stop and search, and that was actually just a few few yards away from my house. Um, How long ago was that? Uh, this was like, I think it was like two years ago. Oh, I think wow. it was like two years ago. And, and, yeah, and, and, so like, and, and, can I just ask you, are you? Are you aware of of your rights when when someone like see that that that's the thing. This is just, um this is the thing. Like I've um I've had I've learnt through you know some of my colleagues at work, um, especially you know especially my boss um, Ed. You know who you are. Uh, big up to you. Um, you know some of my colleagues have been telling me as well, putting up uh, Insta stories about um, you know what your rights are and stuff like that. But for me. Personally, as much as I read the rights, I I feel like, like I'm not really a visual person. I, I'm not really a reading person. So like, if I've, I've, I've I got, were I've, to I've be, got, yeah, I've got them here actually. Yeah, what, well, I've, yeah. If, if but, you... uh, but but before you go into it, but if it's like if I were to see, here's the thing. I, I I'm a good talker out, out of a lot of things, but if it, if if I was under pressure, right? If I'm in that situation, yeah, where the police have stopped me, blah blah blah. The main thing I want to do is get out of that situation quickly. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be one for talking too long because I've seen too many, 
you know, I've seen too many clips. I've seen too many people that get stopped. You know, you know, like on the IG stories that, or IG reels or whatever. Not reels. The IG TVs that people put up their experiences with the police. And I've heard like how they've gone about it to, you know, come away from the situation. But it's just like it's just the hassle of it all. Well, absolutely. I'm. I mean, again, I've understand the privilege. I've got some in no way to to uh, to see what anyone should do but uh there was just some mm. article i've just came across and uh, it says you must comply if stopped by police however they should also tell you why they're stopping you and under what law and uh what they expect to find on you and a receipt of the search or information how to get one i think that's some that i think that's really important um and I, I'm, the reason the reason the reason i'm saying that i just thought that watching mangrove i think when uh you know they they represented themselves like to to out the, uh, the the nine represented themselves and obviously they, they all beat the case. The the worked with and it shouldn't have to be like this, but obviously they, mm. I'm not saying any, you you have to do this. Obviously you know what what I've just said there, but in that particular case they studied what the rights were. They found um, uh, obviously the their their the representative as well, the Scottish guy as well. He found a few loopholes for them as well, and I think it's just like. I think it's just like I suppose for anyone that gets stopped in search, it's just like you know knowing your, knowing your rights and knowing, you know what what you have as as a person that pays your taxes and as a British citizen, for example, because, mm. you know, again, I understand like you know obviously you just want to get out of there and just crack on with your day because you don't you you've solved how things can turn, very quickly. So of course, but um, yeah, it's, it's again it's probably because obviously we have the. the diverse nature of the multicultural elements down here but it's yeah. like and in, in, in scotland i've got like a few of my mates that are in there i've got my, my mates that are in the, the police up there but it's mm-hmm. it's all so it's, 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 it's a different game up there because obviously there's I, I don't get me wrong i'm sure there's corruption and all sorts of in any sort of police division but it's, it's certainly it's certainly stuff going on going on down here um but uh yeah, well, that, that 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 was one thing I was going to talk about anyway. Just about how, you know, uh, Letitia Wright and um, I can't remember her uh, her her character name, but when she represents herself, and I, I think when they have Pulley up there and and, and the foots on the uh, the shoes on the other foot, it's, yeah, it, it it just goes to it just goes to show that they are that they're getting the knowledge up, you know, that that they're fighting the system with what they know and and how they can yeah they, how they can and have to work it. around a system that's already corrupt. Yeah, so it's like it's like it, I feel like it, in a way it's like you know like when you're playing uh playing a video game for example, and it's like for the the latest example I can give is like Sonic the Hedgehog. You go through all these levels and then you come through obstacles and then you die and then you have to come back on it again. And then it's like when you get towards the end and then you have to de- uh, defeat uh, Dr. Robotnik and that's the hardest boss level. You know, it, it translates in the same way where like they're fighting to go through all the obstacles and then go through the court system to to, to, to fight for justice. So that's the way that I uh, I envisioned it in, in that respect, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. It was, it, was, it was powerful TV and believe it's sort of it's a monday night they show and um i think anything that's on on a sunday or a monday night uh on 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 bbc is like is, is, is big figures to be honest uh mm. so yeah i cannot wait uh to get i'm sure there's like, some other things i should have marked on just before i forget yes uh good to see scorcher in there uh i thought i thought the the, the, the cat there was there was there was actors that I, I, i've there was a guy who used to be in eastenders who was in it as well and he's one of the 
the sidekicks of of of, of Frank. Um, I think when Frank. Oh. Yeah, I think I think I think when. Yeah, uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he actually played a character called yeah. Paul. Uh, he was in EastEnders, and he used to have his um, brother called Anthony, who was like a doctor. But Anthony started going out with Cat Slater, and Paul was like the pure mm. geezer, purely like, he would just shag anything. He was getting caught up in crime and things like that. So <laughs> it was uh, it was it was it was at like the brothers. Uh, it was at like the brothers. But it was just interesting how initially when I thought it, I was like, you know what, I'm always so captured and wrapped up on programs that have a black cast that are more gang or crime related because I'm like I already know what I'm getting but I think last night was a refreshing example mm. to see to see the injustice that was fought and 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 it's, I, I suppose something that was that was more let's say more so and again of course police corruption which ex- exposed it once again but I think it was something to I suppose to celebrate to celebrate that culture and you know, when I get into the Lovers Rock episode, which I might do uh, this evening, actually, I'm sure I'll be. You know, it's almost like you feel like you should have a little uh, rum. You know, just get 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 yeah. get, get get the get this uh, scene one, set. You know, uh, 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 one thing I will say without spoiling it too much, uh, Kadeem Ramsey, yeah, that's all I'm saying as well. So yeah, yeah Michael Michael Ward and Kadeem Ramsey are kind of like for me the standouts in that episode. So you you'll see what I mean, but. Um, just wanted to touch on briefly as well, like um, obviously, you know, with the mangrove and the vibes that you hit, it, it's kind of reminiscent of what I was ex- I've been exposed to for for a long time coming anyway. Because um, when we used to have like um, not necessarily parties, but just like you know uh, gatherings, you know what I mean? And you know, obviously, uh, we get like you know um, families that have um, you know like you know Bayesian Jamaican families and. Um, you know, ones that wear like the, 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 the trilbies as well. And, uh, like with the suits and, and all that sort of stuff, it's it really, in seeing that in the film, it's actually reminiscent of really what goes on. Um, you know, obviously with the bun and the spliffs and play dominoes and, um, you know, the food there and it, the vibes is just there. And, and I was lucky that, um, when my mum was uh married all those years ago and that was um you know the the first guy who i really kind of you know who obviously who was jamaican um you know who i really got an understanding as as i as i gone along with uh, you know meeting the stat family and other other people as well that are you know Bayesians, jamaicans that i really kind of understood how the culture is especially when especially like with older men yeah, you know what I mean, and obviously you get like you know, you know, a can of beer in your hand or, or cherry bees and things like that. That's that's kind of kind of a common thing. But like, have you have you ever uh, been around that sort of vibe? Have you ever been around like that sort of thing of like you know that's going on with dominoes playing, food being cooked, and you know what I mean uh, older black men in their trilbies and suits and just vibing and you know spliffs going all blaze or whatever. Like, have you ever been in that sort of environment? Never, never, and it's 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 something that I've always, I've always admired because I can see the vibes good. And again, look, you, you put good vibes and you put but good music. You know, you got good banter. You got some games going on. You got some women going on as well. It's like it's like you know when, when I was watching the hood movies growing up, like Men is the Society and Boys in the Hood, and they're playing dominoes mm-hmm. and they got the forties and there's a barbecue going on there. It's, yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it, true. It, it, it's when it, it, looking at that, I was like, ah, oh, shit, man. I was like. They know how to do it, and I suppose it's like yeah, any yeah. sort any sort of cultural turn up, let's say, or whatever it may be. Mm. It's like you know, you got, if you got good food, good company, and good liquor, 
you're mm. you're 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 winning. But uh, no, I've I've never hey, actually you never yeah I've never actually experienced it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully hopefully one day you know. It'd be it'd be it'd be interesting like in that respect. But obviously like I think it's like if you know people and or if you're around people that are like that, then naturally you know you probably be exposed to it more because. I mean, because obviously, you know, in my case, like, you know, I've I've had, um, you know, like, the thing is, is like, I've grown up with more Caribbean culture than I've done with any other cultures, really. Like, um, you know, for example, you know, being around you, being around Neha, being around like, you know, I mean, that that that's kind of like, um, you know, when I when I when I've seen things that certain foods you certain foods you cook, or you know, I mean, what you talk about and things like that, like that's a new thing for me in a respect where like, you know, it culturally it's kind of a, a new thing. Whereas like, you know, obviously I've grown, I've grown up with a lot of Jamaicans and Bayesians. That's kind of what I've, you know, kind of related to most as far as like what the vibes are saying, you know, what, um, you know, what, not necessarily like traditions, but it's just how things are really uh, yeah. in that way. So that's it. Um, that, no, that's it. It's just, it's just seen, seen, uh, seen what traditions and, uh, I I don't know I, I don't actually I, I don't think I mentioned it but you know when Letitia Wright is speaking to uh, the workers uh, the, the Sikhs yes. you know and the she sat there she's t- she's having a little uh, banter and talking about colonialism that that was that that was really important for me to see that because I was like it was remarking on of course the the struggles that both communities have faced and how they can together they can they can work better you know and obviously seeing. Those those Sikhs that have that have uh, you know some of them probably uh, you know maybe a family that fought in the war for Great Britain or whatever it may be, uh, and then yeah. of course they're in the factories and stuff like, you know, I, again I I I would love to like see like some sort of documentary or something that's probably on YouTube, but just about how you know people people of color that you know the countries that were colonized by Britain that came here and and observed you know and and I say served because. Mm. They served, and then of course they 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 they, they, they built up businesses and whatever it may be, and that they've and you know they've. I mean, even if you look at the 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 the, the uh, economic value of, of people that come from other countries and you know give to Britain, like it's, it's you know it's always that thing where people like go back to your own country and be able to, and you're like oh, <sighs> but I would mate, but uh, you guys came in and raped everything and stole everything, so I'm in Britain mm. because this is my country, you know. Um, mm, so there's another yeah. discussion, but yeah, I, th- I, 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 yeah, I, I hate that. I, I hate that phrase. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, that'll be something we'll look yeah. into in the future. But, but, but I hate that phrase. Yeah. It's like go back to where you come from. Well, okay, I'm here, bro. <laughs> I'm here. Well, I, <laughs> go like, go like, back to down the road. You mean <laughs> you're like you're like do your history, mate, and realize that Britain came to our countries and uh, mm. and, and, and turned it over and left it in dismay or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, right. but uh, yeah, certainly get into it. And look, uh, there was some other things certainly to discuss. And unfortunately, well, it was an unfortunate, completely unfortunate and distressing, distressing event. Hate crime, racism, whatever you want to call it, uh, an attack on on on, on the Sikh culture and, and the principles of it. But it was a, it was, a, it was a f- maybe five six days ago. It was a hate crime. It was a school kids that attacked this young Sikh kid. Uh, cowards, they they basically they, they, they he's got a jora. A jora is basically like um like a little ball on top of its head. It's a cloth, and and, and the cloth is wrapped around his head, and then on top of it is his hair's made into um, like a bit almost like a, a bobble type thing. And and that that's right. that, that's 
that is a symbol. That is a symbol of 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 Sikhism. Um, you yeah. know, like of course, for me, you know, I'm reg- I regard myself as a Sikh to a certain point. But I know, obviously, I'm not let's say the epitome of, of what it is to be a Sikh. But my dad has a turban, mm-hmm. and of course, many of my cousins have 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 got uh, have, have got head coverings or whatever it may be. So when I saw that, I thought I was distressed, man. And look, I've just got a a point for for people to listen to to understand that why. You know, head coverings. Uh, you know, Sikhs that have have long uncut hair. This was a it was a post by Pops, who is a member of uh, the Dual Tiger Style, big um, Glaswegian Asian music production duo. And uh, he goes, "Why do Sikhs have long uncut hair? Identity having uncut hair makes us stand out from the crowd in the same way a policeman stands out from the." ordinary public by wearing a uniform or here as part of our uniform so we don't hide and we, ca- and we can't hide in society and live in fear of being oppressed so that's partly of why mm. you know people have uh, they seek to grow their hair uh, natural the human body has hair for a reason scientifically proven to be a regulatory mechanism of the body your body is covered in hair but some strands are so small you can't even see them uh, with your eyes but they are there if god didn't want us to have hair we wouldn't be born with it uh, strength, our hair mm. gives us strength to remain humble. Uh, gift, uh, we believe our gift is a gift from God. And five, sing as king, sing the surname shared by every Sikh male in the world. It literally means lion, aka the lion, uh, the king of the jungle. Our hair is comparable to a lion's mane, like the traits of a lion. Sikhs are designed to be fearless and proud. Our hair's, uh, mm. our hair gives us a regal look of respect. Um, so. It's, 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 and that, that 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 last point or it gives us a, a regal look of respect like when my dad uh, grew his hair and he had his turban like oh f- you know he he, he suits here he suit he suit cut here but when he had his beard and he had his turban it's it's such a regal look and of course all the the the, the Sikhs that fought for the British army during the wars and things like that you know you know they all they all fought with their turbans and stuff so I think there's there's a long way to go for people that, that, that they certainly need to get educated. But it was it was sickening to mm-hmm. see those scenes and fair play to the kid. You know he was he was getting beat up by by two guys and he, and he got up and he started fighting back. Um, and I, I'll I'll need to find out what's happened. But this is a school in, in in Telford, but it's not just one thing for me. Like if it's not one thing just to see oh it's the parents it's the parents. Like yes of course it's what's been taught in that home. But you need to come down hard on people. You need to come. You, need, you of course, education has to be, has to be. Oh, I, I hate. I don't. I don't want to use the word forced or whatever it may be. But it just it has to be certainly a part of school curriculum. Not almost like a part of like. Yeah. Oh, we're doing religious education today. Religious education for most people was just a chance to like kill an hour, and people people didn't give mm. a damn. You got to make it. You got to make it a part of every other class as well. You know, of course, yeah. math and English, whatever, you know, but English, you certainly could. Math is universal, as what it is, it's numbers. Um, and yeah, it was, it, was, it was sickening to see it, and I think it really made me feel sad that day. And again, because some of my cousins, you know, they have head coverings, and some of them, some of them are, you know, they're as Glaswegian as, as me, they grew up in Glasgow, and it's not even about being Glaswegian to be accepted, but... People just mm. see what they want to see. They, they see. I've, I saw some of my cousins getting, you know, hair that they got bullied when they were younger, and because they have long hair and stuff. And you know, it's it's, it's crazy that, that you know we, we we our ancestors or whatever it may be, we've fought in these wars and fought for this country, but we were still regarded as, as the outsider. And it's like, the, hold, uh, hold, hold on a minute, you know. 
yeah, like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, you know, we were, we were talking about this before. It's just like, you know, when the, um, in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement uh, really kicked off, and I thought one of the main important things is that education is really key because um, there are ways that, I mean, you can put it, in ways you can put it down to like parents teaching and stuff in one way because obviously, you know, if it, if 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 it if it's taught to kids to uh, to be prejudiced to other uh, cultures and races from the jump, and you're not realizing that you're doing so, in turn, that that's what's you know con- t- continuously going through generation to generation. If uh, if that's the way of um, you know. It, showing that 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 these mad things are going on um and that we're still underrepresented and um not considered as um you know as equal level to our white counterparts and stuff like that and and yeah like like i was saying before education is key because without that and and on, you're right it shouldn't have to be a thing where it's like you know forced down your throats but it has to be part of the key curriculum because you know, without that being in place, and because the thing is, even in uh, religious education, I only got uh, I got taught um, um, I taught I got taught Islam and Hinduism as part of my curriculum. I never knew anything to do with Christianity. I never knew any. In fact, I never knew anything to do in in history. I never got taught anything to do with uh, Black history whatsoever. It was only white history. Like, obviously, the main names, are, you know, Adolf Hitler, the World War, um, you know, Henry VIII and, um, and you, you know, you know, stuff, you, but- you know, you touched on the war. That was the thing. We, we, we only saw the war as white British soldiers. And even in that movie, yeah. uh, Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan, like, you don't see one Indian soldier, you know, you don't see nothing. So it's like huge, huge gaps, huge gaps that need to be Exactly. It's like on. what's... Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, it, you know, what I got picked up on in school was just that. And obviously, you know, that that built a decline further in knowing that I don't know anything about my black identity, but yet here I am in school learning mostly white history and I've learned nothing to do with my black history. So that's where the gap lies further, I guess, further for me from uh, school days. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of gaps, but definitely, you know, from the root, from the root of being in education and not being taught that, that doesn't that doesn't help in terms of identifying with myself. Like I said, you know, it took me a couple more years to really like you know merge with different cultures and then realize that I am I am black as well, you know. And it took other people learning through other people to do so, not through education where I should have done. And I guess it it feel it must feel the same for you when knowing you saying about white history and you know a lot of gaps and. You know all the Indian soldiers and all the black soldiers that fought in the war. There's nothing that's presented in that yeah. way. And 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 are we are I I think we're, we're we're a lucky generation because we're we sort of sit in 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 the middle of you know where um, of course you got Gen Z and you got us as the, as the millennials or whatever it may be. But we have uh, of course the resources. Like everyone has the internet. You know we have the resources to to get our knowledge up and really find out our history and find out who we are and what we represent and where our place is in this country, you know? And I think as well, because we, mm. we like, history was was never a thing that I thought, oh, well, whatever, what I really listen to it. But then you have people like Akala and, and you know, obviously, like, you know, you're watching, like, small acts and things like that. It's, it's like it's like programs for, for people like us that can get our 
teeth into for not for people like many people, but it's it's it's, it's sort of it's the gaps that we that we, we we can fill. And of course, from from um, I know there's been some programs that you know I saw here and there, like certainly that they were they were talking about when the, uh, the British ruled India and things like that, and you know like like fictional programs or whatever. But obviously, the, the, the there were certain keynotes that were that were. Uh, that were earmarked in those programs about what it was like living in India when the British ruled them and stuff. Obviously, it's like a fictional story amongst that, but you know, you get a gist of what mm-hmm. it was like there as well. So, we, 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 for us, we sit in a good place because we, you know, we have the options. We have the internet. Of course, we can get ourselves politically engaged, and obviously, with the whole Gen Z on social media and TikTok, like they always keep saying that these guys are the most like politically engaged, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. a young generation, you know, for years and. You know, people can do a political message with um, with a TikTok video, or people can put a Black Lives Matter address in their Insta- sure. Instagram bio. So sure. again, I, I don't know what lengths influencers, for example, would have to go to to raise awareness, but uh, certainly much uh, food for thought for us. And um, yeah, so I was going to speak about the Sikh farmer situation, but I need to get my head up on that a little bit. But it's some new rules and re- legislations which is kind of stripping the community in the heart and people's ways of living out of Punjab and um you know there's been various protests and you know it's it's uh, it's, it's disturbing I'm going to certainly catch up with my cousins and my dad and get the lowdown on that but we will discuss that next week uh but other than that Jeremy Curry uh I have nothing more to say apart from I'm going to eat and then I have an advent calendar that I've got and I'm going to bang open that door December 1st here we go Christmas See, see what's mad? I don't, I don't even have an advent calendar yet. This is again. That's well, you, you, <laughs> this you, year is crazy. Well, you, you, you're gonna, you'll see my Instagram story later, and you'll see. Yeah. I don't have a conventional advent calendar this year. It's actually a bit, of, it's a bit of banter. So. Uh, oh okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, there was I, actually. I, 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 listen, I know how your warped mind works. Anyway, no, there was actually this actually even was. It was just someone bought bought it to me as a gift. I had no idea you could get advent calendars outside of chocolates. You can actually get advent oh, calendars oh. that are like worth 25, 30 quid. Um, and I and I have I, I, so so <laughs> okay. so yeah. I'm going to turn up with the the advent calendar later on. But yeah, <laughs> turn down for what? <laughs>